0: what's going on everybody welcome to another episode of opinionated off topic today i'm with carlos mojica co-owner co-founder of opinionated media i'm cam theory we're with anthony posadas did i say yeah, that yeah, pronoun yeah. did i say that right yeah yeah you all did. right bet bet we finally get, got him on um long overdue um definitely we're supposed to be one of the first guests you know on the pod but better late than never so excited to
1: all, all good, man. I'm glad to be finally here. chop it up uh yeah uh stage name yanti uh Anthony. That's my my business name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I still, that's how I introduce myself mm-hmm. to people. Usually, either Anthony or Tony. Um, the Yancy thing is still new to me. So mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, shit. That is that is my stage name. Yeah, yeah. But, that's dope. Uh, it's fun. It's definitely cool to see it growing. Yeah. Um,
2: well, yeah. finally here. Yeah. Thank you for taking time out your day. Yeah. I mean, means a lot. I mean, it's been in the works for a minute now, but Glad timing and all Glad that. We've had some differences, but hey,
1: everybody, everyone does.
2: Yeah, yeah so I'm hey, talking. it's it's finally here. Yeah. It's finally happening. Yep. Like you said, better late than never. Glad you're here.
1: Exactly. Glad to be
2: here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we're talking about it. What yesterday? We've known each other since like 2009, 2010. I don't even know what year it was. Like, it was something no, like was that. Because like like, when when did Modern Warfare 2 come out? Like oh, pretty sure 09. So since 09, like, yeah, because it was
0: 09. it was Modern Warfare with 07. World at War, Modern Warfare 2. Yeah,
2: so yeah. On, oh 09. Oh 09. Modern yeah. Warfare
1: 2, that was the first, well, that uh, was a, first Call of Duty game I ever
2: got. And yeah. Really? Yeah. My, mine was the first, like Modern Warfare. Mine was I'm the Caught first one for, the modern, yeah. For. Yeah, was yeah, but it's we used to, we played that, uh, well, he, he was on Xbox, uh-huh. so I don't know, at that time, I don't know how 360 worked, but like on... I know y'all got achievements but like on the PlayStation you know I had that, the trophies, had trophies and then there's like different trophies a lot of them was like platinum like, yeah, and like that's had, how you like, like all bronze, the trophies silver gold platinum yeah but you yeah, like all the trophies for the game mm-hmm. and then that was like the first game he got his like platinum on was like Modern Warfare 2 yeah. and we did all the co-op challenges Spe- together Yeah. special spec ops, ops and yeah. stuff yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And like
1: you could I think you could even look up like what task you had to do you do, had to right? look up what task so you see, had yeah, to do yeah and some of those were
2: hard yeah oh, yeah but it was fun yeah. Knowing each other for a minute
1: yeah, yeah. a long time I think it was like sixth grade that I uh seventh like that. But seventh yeah it was my second year when I moved to Austin so
2: yeah. well give yeah. us a little backstory about yourself where you came from to what you can do with
1: now. uh so I'm a navy baby so I've kind of been all over I was born up in Seattle lived in New Orleans for a while um but for the majority of my childhood I grew up in Seguin which is a small town um Kind of like outskirts of Luling and uh, San, uh, San Marcos, uh, San Antonio area, like all around there. Um, but yeah, so I grew up like in a country town, playing in the dirt, drinking well water, you know, <laughs> just uh, not a lot of internet and stuff out there back when I was younger, so, <clears throat> excuse me, need some water. I'm more nervous. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I don't know, my voice ain't cracked in a while, but- um, That's all right, we make
2: you nervous all good.
1: Yeah, no, shit, it's you got me. No. Um, yeah, so there wasn't, like, I didn't grow up on the internet and stuff like that, so it's crazy, like, nowadays seeing kids like that. But um, anyways, moved to Austin in fifth grade, uh, Rumberg area, so it wasn't the nicest area, but it's my dad uh, raising by himself, so it's all he could afford. So I actually stayed in, the, in my room.
2: Why <laughs> <laughs> <Damn. God. laughs> oh, like, like Nah, no, I'm not even nervous. Uh, why I, uh, the why you drinking that? The funny thing is, uh, cause my mom and dad used to stay up friend bar too mm-hmm. uh, for real? I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, this was like back in the day though. But so I mean he was like he was always with us okay. when we were younger. Okay. And then I don't know where we were going or what we we're doing, but we we're driving somewhere and then he we're in the back seat. I used to stay right there and it was the same place my parents stayed at, That's crazy. at the same time was that like oh, yeah. was was it was like apartment complex it was yeah, yeah. It's,
1: it's the one it's like right off the rumber Rund- it's the one right, right, right after, after the red Rundberg. roof Rick. Uh, i think so it's right after you pass that rumberg exit it's right off 35 they've mm. changed their name like 20 times yeah. but like there's a new owner probably every other month but um yeah ghetto apartment um, so we stayed there for about a year i did 5th grade at a uh, barrington elementary i think mm-hmm. it was called which is like I used to uh, walk there sometimes and ride the bus, and that's where I learned uh, Spanish. Honestly, I started learning a little bit of Spanish that my grandma, but um, had a lot of Mexican friends over there, but so that was fun. But then moved to Pflugerville area in sixth grade, and that's when. Uh, well,
2: y'all li- Well, because uh, I was gonna say y'all lived in the uh, Pflugerville apartments, right?
1: Yeah, we stayed uh, around Pflugerville High School, like that area. So I would walk to school then. But I, honestly, now that I think about it, I was always walking to school.
2: Yeah, yeah, because y'all, it wasn't until you went to high school. No, your eighth grade year, you moved to Round Rock and yeah. the house. Yeah, eighth grade is when yeah. uh,
1: he finally bought a house, and then uh, I went to middle school in Round Rock, and then high school in Round Rock. Uh, graduated Cedar Ridge. So shout out Raiders.
2: Uh, yeah, it's just
1: yeah. Other than that, I mean. Throughout school and stuff like that, I was real shy. I didn't really make music. I, I mean, I was always hustling, always making money. I think I started my first job at 17, I think.
2: Yeah. Uh, I wasn't 18 16? 16. 16. Yeah, because you started a little bit after me because I got you yeah. the job there.
1: I know that I wasn't 18 yet because I couldn't bar back yet and stuff. But mm-hmm. um, shout out Golf, They gave me that first opportunity for a job. I remember to get the interview, actually, you have to do that
2: next uh, factor. Yeah, they don't call that yeah. no more. They do not even like do that anymore, I don't think. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I, I went I, to one of those, too.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I ever told you this. So all I said was, I was like, uh, they're like, so what can you do? And I was like, uh, I can sing a little. And I sang Thinking About You by Frank Ocean, bro. Then, <laughs> <laughs> that's all I did. Like, that's I mean, funny. And they got me the job. So, I mean, that, that was funny. Um, but, yeah, I want to say around, like, 19 is when I started getting interested interested in music and the scene um or honestly i'd always been around that scene once I got to that age and i started working at top golf just with friends and friends of friends um but i used to want to dj and then uh my friends would always have beats on that i was with and freestyle and then they would want me to freestyle but back then i would always be like no i don't want to i don't want to and then until finally i started to and then uh, from there someone liked my voice and then offered to record me and then The rest is history after that. Just fell in love with it. Uh, Took a few years off, not gonna lie, from like 21 to 24. I was just going through some stuff. Uh, My best friend at the time had passed away, so rest in peace to him. Um, But I was just doing the wrong things, uh, abusing drugs, drinking, stuff like that. So. Once I hit like 24, once my daughter, once uh, Mm -hmm. got my baby's mother pregnant, is when I actually was like, started taking stuff serious, like, okay, I gotta step up. And music was the one thing I always loved. And that's when I got my laptop, started slowly investing into my music equipment, you know, got one speaker at a time, got the mic stand, got the mic. And then I think by like 24 and a half or somewhere around there, I finally got my own setup. And then uh, last year, is when I started recording my own music and mixing my own music. and I've always wrote my own music, but doing the whole process myself and not having to pay for studio time, which I feel like can really help an independent artist. Um, mm-hmm. If they take the time and actually invest uh, in themselves and get that mm-hmm. studio set up, it definitely pays off in mm-hmm. the end to be able to record it at any time and mm-hmm. uh, not have unnecessary cut offs and stuff like that, because not every studio is great, you know? Yeah. Unfortunately, you'll run into bad studios sometimes. There yep. are some great ones out there, mm-hmm. but um, I've ran into some bad ones, and that's what honestly motivated me, too, to build my own studio and just get all that out of the way. Because mm-hmm. if I'm going to be uh, spending my time, which I think time is the most valuable thing, then I'd rather make it worth it, you know, and not yeah. waste money and not like the project mm-hmm. or the result in the end. Mm-hmm. So.
2: What was it that got you into music? Because like growing up, we we shared the same favorite artist with Kid Cudi. Yeah. Um, but like shout out Cudi for sure. But like, was it just because you were just moving a lot, like as a younger kid, and that's what like that was just like your safe haven was music, or is it just something that later in life you just found out you're good at, so that's what you wanted to um, be around and do?
1: So I always like listening to music. Um, um i always liked listening to music uh as a kid and then um i never really looked into an artist until you showed me kid cuddy and that was i think sixth or seventh grade man on the moon that's the first project i ever actually like looked up and listened to and downloaded mm-hmm. and i would listen to it when i walked to school and stuff like that and then from there i just slowly um would hear other artists that were either on the radio or then I would look into them if I liked them, like Lil Wayne and just other artists that were blowing up at that time, the early 2000s. Um, That was always like my vibe when I was younger, around that age. But honestly, I wanted to DJ when I first started and then uh, started freestyling and stuff like that and started making music. But really... uh, Hold on, I forgot the question. Like what, what <laughs> was it
2: that like <laughs> hey, be like that, bro? That. Well, what good. what was it that like got you into music? Like why'd you pick music? It was like something that like you just resonated when you were younger, or was it just something you just found later in life that you were good at? Like why'd you pick music? Like why why was that your love?
1: I always liked it when I was younger. Um, and then when I did find out that I was good at it, I was like, Well let me just fully invest and that way, if I don't make it or don't do anything about it, I can only blame myself and not anyone else. Um, but I've just I've just always liked the lifestyle, I guess, just seeing that I've just always wanted to, I don't know, wake up, not worry about what I'm going to do. And performing is like a, a high for me almost. Like, like whenever I'm on stage, I feel like I turn into a different person. Like I just feed off that energy and I love doing it. Uh, just something that I guess you would say I did find out later in life once I did uh, open mics when I was like 19 is when I found out that I really like making music. And then around 24, 25 is when I just took it serious. But
2: How hard has it been for you? Because you did start late, but you also, like, from when you would send me songs and whatnot... And like, I used to
1: make some trash ass shit. It wasn't trash, but the hardest
2: thing to begin with is like finding your voice. And I don't think you found your voice yet, but your pen was always decent. Obviously, it gets better over time. But how hard was it to like, I guess, for people that you were hanging around that's been doing it for a while, and then you just starting out, how hard was it to like catch up or like try to be on part with them?
1: So, at first, it was hard just because, unfortunately, in this industry, everybody wants money for something. um, And you'll find out who your real friends are and who your fake friends are. Um, But I ended up meeting that person that was willing to coach me um, and teach me knowledge, because before that, it was pretty difficult, not gonna lie. Um, That's why, like you said, my mixes, finding my voice and stuff like that, it was real hard because I was teaching myself everything at that point. Um, other than that, I was partying, so I was around the scene, I listened to music, mm-hmm. but I didn't know how they were making that music, mm-hmm. so it was really when I sat down with the local engineer, um, his name's uh, uh shout out him, but he actually sat me down, and I meet up with him maybe once every two or three months, and uh, he just teaches me different things, like how to control your vocal range, um, he actually suggested that I get a vocal coach, which I haven't done yet, but I need to do, um, and he just... Uh, will sit there and listen to songs and he teaches me how they make those songs, how an industry song should sound and how they're making those sounds. Um, and just like knowledge like that, he just took me into a real deep deep dive that I never would have thought about. And nowadays when I listen to a song, I, I can pick out things that a lot of other people wouldn't hear and I can, I know every four bars the flow is gonna switch or you know their pitch should, should get higher, should get lower because a song should be like a roller coaster to keep people engaged. And you'll notice that with songs on the radio and popular songs. um, Mm -hmm. That's what they do, and that's why they're so catchy Mm -hmm. and they get your attention, because it's all planned out, Mm -hmm. um, and they know what they're doing. And it's because they have people like Carte to coach them, and whether they have to pay for it or however they have to do it. um, Unfortunately, it's hard to get that knowledge um, unless you are going to pay for it. But I'm grateful that he coaches me for free. So yeah.
0: That's a that's a tough thing too like with making music and you know meeting the artists we've met and interviewing the artists we met especially when you first start if you don't have that capital to fund everything like having the studio, the equipment um and then it's so much more than just like making the song like if you if you're not producing everything you got to get beats, you got to have an engineer like you got to pay for the all that
1: you got to pay for the mastering you got to pay for the marketing Mm -hmm. which a lot of people don't realize and that's why they don't get to the level that they want to be at because they don't pay enough on the marketing side Mm -hmm. and how i try to explain to people is you can't expect a label to invest in you if you aren't willing to invest in yourself Mm -hmm. it just doesn't make sense Mm -hmm. um no one's going to invest into a random person that they don't know you can Mm -hmm. have the hottest song in the world but if nobody hears it then what's the point
0: also i think music's changed so much now like i remember oh, when we, like in 2016 like soundcloud soundcloud era you could just post a song on soundcloud exactly. it blows up and then you're on in a way but now it's like the artists you can't just like you basically just can't just like record your music and just post stuff you gotta like do like you said with the marketing you even got to make like content now you just got to do stuff that's like oh like i don't I might not even like like the artist, but like what he's doing is cool. Like he's getting creative, so I'm gonna give him a chance. Exactly. That stuff's important.
1: Yep, and there's different ways to go about it. I mean, there's the six nine effect mm-hmm. you know, where you're being an asshole and getting people to hate you, but they're watching you. Yeah, like being the chill guy. There's there's a lot of different ways to go about it. Um, but the key thing is having something that mm-hmm. you're doing, and then also your look. Um, they should know like. When they see like you know obviously Lil Uzi you think of him you either think of the diamond in his hair or his dreads or you know everyone has their look mm-hmm. and that's what will turn a person on to an artist mm-hmm. um, it's having seen that you have your shit down mm-hmm. and in order and you're marketing every song you know you have good marketing on it uh, the song is good quality you don't have any shitty quality songs that's a major thing too is having good quality
0: and side note too like i mean i was just on instagram before we started shooting and i saw like travis posted a few photos Mm -hmm. and he's one of the few artists that like is a marketing genius when it comes to like rollout and release like nobody really does it the way he does and i just look at him as like he's this mega superstar artist why aren't the smaller artists like copying that. He's literally giving you the blueprint. Like, obviously he has all the resources in the, in the world to make it happen, but it's like, he's it, giving you the exactly. Blueprint. It's like, it's like just like yep. brand yourself. And also like, if you say like, if for example, you have a song that's coming out in like two weeks or whatever, like go get content, like go take photos, make reels, videos, like trailers, all TikToks
1: that. TikToks nowadays, even though I I never had TikTok uh. until I started making music. I I'm not gonna lie, I didn't like it, but bro, to make yeah, media, you just have to have to make it. media, you need it. So I, I made it, and now uh, nowadays I try to put out a single every two weeks. That's good. Um, and then I promote the shit out of it mm-hmm. prior to. And like you said, I shoot content. Uh, Find different ways to get it out there, uh, whether it's got to be through ads on Instagram mm-hmm. or stuff like that, or just um, just getting creative with it. That's mm-hmm. just thinking outside the box, um, which is something I'm still learning to mm-hmm. be honest. But doing it yourself and being independent mm-hmm. can take a little while, but mm-hmm. uh, thankfully I've been doing a lot, a lot better lately at it. Yeah, so been learning a lot more, learning a lot quickly, mm-hmm. um, and getting. A, coached by some people knowledgeable in the game so that definitely helps Mm -hmm.
2: that's like the the hard (laughs) part about being an artist that a lot of people also don't talk about is how much money is involved in being an artist and that's also why a lot of artists do what they do as a side job or a side hustle if you will because that's the quickest way to quick money quickest way to pay the bills so like Make
0: it. And you yeah. still have a shitload of time with that type of like okay. lifestyle. Like you make the money quick, and
2: you also don't have to like That's clock in. Exactly. I mean, there's very few artists who like make it that don't that live that lifestyle. Yeah, that don't make that lifestyle. Yeah. I mean, Thug, uh, Lil Baby... Yeah. Future, future, like uh, future,
1: uh, Lil Wayne. I'm probably did
2: Maxo. I mean, like, every, yeah,
1: I mean, oh, every day, yeah, probably one of the only major ones that
2: wasn't like did. Drake Cole, yeah, yeah. Maybe, Drake. maybe Kendrick. I don't, he doesn't, Kendrick, I don't think he, so he was around it, but I don't, I don't think, think he don't think did anything, he, like, did yeah, it. yeah. He was just, he was just like gifted, yeah. like, listen to his music, yeah. like,
1: he explains it in some of his early uh, That's honestly one of the first like rappers that I really got into. Mm-hmm. I would listen to his, um, what was that, uh, Section eighty, uh, uh, that, that and then overly, dedicated. Yeah, section eighty, overly dedicated. I think the first song I heard was ADHD. Or, yeah, that's yeah. on. Uh, um, that's,
2: that's on section that's on eighty. It, that's or, on overly dedicated.
0: No, overly dedicated is the black one. Uh, I yeah. mean, no, no, uh, section on 80. eighty,
2: section eighty, that's 80 that's on section yeah. eighty, sorry, um, yeah. Is
1: ADHD. ADHD, or has everybody put three fingers in? There? Mm, no, that's high power. High power. Yeah, that's high on power. uh, that's high on, power on Good Kid, or I, I that was thing about me. One. Yeah, the second one that no. I heard, and then I was like, okay, like
2: who the fuck is this? Like, Damn, yeah. I'm gonna have to go listen to some Kendrick after this yeah, for real.
1: Yeah, <laughs> nah, it's
0: been a minute. I yeah.
2: mean, that, to me, that is the best rap album ever. Oh, no, to me, every, The Good every, Kid, Mad City, every, uh, to me, that is the best I mean, rap album project, ever.
1: Every project he's rolled out so far has not disappointed whatsoever. No. Yeah, the marketing's on, and it's been different. It's always different, exactly. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I, I either saw a podcast or read somewhere that originally he wanted his first albums to be like um, to "Pimp a Butterfly," but mm-hmm. he didn't think people were gonna fuck with that, so that's why he came out. Like you know, yeah, that was a like, phenomenal album. Mm-hmm. Exactly, but. If he wasn't who he was at that point, mm-hmm. that was the first album he came out with, and people may not have perceived it as well
2: as they did with him. He probably did the right thing. I don't think. <laughs> yeah, he definitely did the right thing. I don't think uh, to him a butterfly would have, like, done what a good, good kid, Mad City it did. the right time. Yeah, it mm-hmm. wasn't the right time yeah. for it. Yeah, because, I mean. Yeah, good yeah, kid, Mad City, oh,
1: my God, that's high school for me. Like that's You just see the album, really and you just feel it. It.
0: nostalgia. Yeah. And the cool thing, nostalgia too, like with these that. artists is, like, example, like, Uzi just dropped Pink Tape, and all these artists. You have to kind of like build up your fan base, and also like, but kind of like be like have your staple sound. Because yep. when you try different stuff, like Playboy Cardi trying like making a whole lot of red, and all these artists making like all these different sounding projects, where like, well, that's way completely left from the spectrum. Yep. They they ha- they do that because they one they're true artists. They like want to try stuff, but at the exactly. same time, you just can't like. Not everything's gonna gravitate with everyone, but if you can develop that core sound, and I think a lot of, too, with a lot of artists, like, um, at least from like some of my friends that make music, like, I think it's really important to like find your sound, master that one sound or two sounds that you have, lock in, and then whenever you have that fan base and you know, like, oh, this might not be what all my fans like, but I can put it out because some fans might like it, or a genre of people that are new to me might be like, oh, I like you for this type of music, but you know, like, you won't lose your core fans, but you can at least like experiment. I think a lot of artists like experiment a little too early before yeah. they like, you know, before
1: they actually find and that's uh, it's good that you bring up that point, because that's another note that I learned from Carte mm-hmm. um, is he taught me uh, to make music that appeal to women. Because if women show up to your show, then, you know, us being men, we're naturally going to follow. Men are going to go. No, for sure. I'm, I'm going where the O's are. You know, yeah. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> so he talked me yeah. that, and that completely changed my mindset. And that's when uh, I made, like, Forever and Crazy and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And But then I also have my songs, like, Fuck Up a Check and songs that I know that I can perform at a club and people are going to turn up. Mm-hmm. But then I know. I think about, okay, what if I'm performing at a stadium or a family event? okay, I need to have songs to be able to perform there, too, that don't have any cuss words. Mm-hmm. And that's why I've made songs like that, like Opposites attract Track and, and Crazy. And So I try to make sure that none of my songs sound the same. That's something that I work on, like you said, finding my sound and then just being confident in it. Mm-hmm. And then when I do experiment a little, not making it too far to the left to where people are like, who the, who the fuck is this? Like, yeah. this, this isn't yon like, It's you know.
2: It's nice to, like, not have your all your songs sound the same because I said earlier, like Maxo. Like, he's good. But it's he it's re- he got yeah. old quick because he just sounds the same and all his music is just yeah. the same.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's what sucks with a lot of artists that you know do have talent and you have songs that you fuck with, but when they all sound the same after a while, then it just. I, I like to listen to different things. I mean, I'll switch up from country. Now I listen to country music. I used to hate Yeah, you used to know, hate I country music. Yeah, yeah so shout country. I'll switch up from country uh-huh. to rap mm-hmm. to, you know, old school R&B to maybe some combia or something like that. I
2: feel like as an artist, like, you have to do that, though. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, just, have, like, have to find just...
1: You want to take your craft seriously. Yeah, you, you just
2: have to do that. And you, gotta, you Just different samples from different <clears throat>
0: whatever. Yeah. Pulling inspirations from all kind of genres, because, I mean get drake yeah all the time, all the time. And the and king of that exactly <laughs> and music is so, is so subjective like there's not like re- technically yes there is bad artists and there is like not great genres but like everything does if it does sound good sonically then like you can learn from it and you can listen to it and then exactly. influence it into your you know into your music and your craft and then like kind of take
2: your favorite elements from each one and yep. make what you like so and that's i mean that, i literally said that to him earlier like music is just so subjective but that's, like, the beautiful thing about music is, like, it is subjective. So just because I don't like it doesn't mean he's not going to like it. Doesn't mean he's going to like it or not like it. Doesn't mean yeah. he's going to like it or not like it. And exactly. that's the beautiful thing about it. That's why Uzi was able to do what he's going to do because...
1: Because he, he has that solid he, fan base. He has he that solid fan
2: base. And, and, and it's no like, what. some people are going to like it, some people aren't. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: But either way, probably with him, more people are going to like it. More like and He's going to make money off of it because yep. he rolled it out the right way. and he, Marketing. Marketing is key. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely in this game. Gotta have, he has great marketing. I think uh, I saw he had like a he made some type of video for it whenever he rolled it mm-hmm. out. Like,
0: yeah, it was like a it's like, like a, a anime scene. like yeah. movie scene
2: type type deal. Yeah, that's dope. I think that
1: was definitely a
2: high budget. Yeah. For sure. One question I've always wanted to ask you, but I've always I have two questions I've always wanted to ask you, but I specifically sitting for this podcast. Um, how did you come up with the name Yonti? I. Hmm.
1: That's a funny story. So one of my old friends um, from high school, we were uh, he's actually someone that um, I used to make music with. And he got me into music and used to get me to freestyle and stuff. Uh, I don't know if he's still making music or not. Um, but we were drunk one night and we were chilling. And I, before I used to go by a CWG Tony or some shit like that. I don't remember. I, I think mm-hmm. that's what it, it was. was. It was that. Yeah. So um we were sitting there one night, and we are fucked up, and he had a different name, too. And then he was just like, bro, we need different names. Like, we need different names, blah, blah. And he was like, um, and I was like, okay, well, what about Young Tony? And he was like, Young Tony? No. He was like, Young Tony, Young Young Yon, Yon what about Yonty? So, honestly, he came up with it, and I was just like, hmm. And it just stuck in my head and fucking took it from there. That was probably when I was, like, 19, so...
0: Yeah, that's fire. Cause you can like add like that the accent on it. Yeah, yeah, that's dope. Yeah. That's dope. Um, yeah. so like I'm reading your YouTube, and like it looks like you have a label
2: as well. I'll cut you off. For, yeah, I'll, I'll cut okay. you off real quick. But still need to get my shirt from you. That's besides the point. But yeah. <laughs> <All right>. Anyways, <laughs> keep Bro, going. You should have texted. I me I just remember guy. when I saw custom clothing, I was I, like, wait, my shirt. I literally, I
1: literally <laughs> have it hung up, like waiting, like right yeah. there on top of yeah. my closet. Mm-hmm. And,
2: yeah, if I don't get it, I don't get it. If somebody else nah, buys I it, they can buy it. It's it's, there. There. it's sitting there. I support it. That's all, that's, that's all that matters. It's yeah. sitting there. I yeah, I, I saw it. your hoodies. I,
0: I got a cut one. Yeah. But um, not like, so you have a label, uh, Cut W Gold.
1: Cut, What's with, the, cut with gold. Cut with mm-hmm. gold. Yeah, okay, that's so fire. That's how you pronounce it. Okay, that's cut why, with Yeah, gold? some people don't. They probably think it's just Cut yeah. like W Gold, but yeah, it's cut with gold. Okay. Um, so I want to make that. Really, my main thing was a clothing brand, but then... um. Like I was telling DB, who came, uh, he's a local producer, um, I want to give an opportunity for independent artists to be able to grow and, you know, producers, other rappers, mm-hmm. other people with talent that are willing to work with each other and, mm-hmm. you know, be coachable and just want to learn and want to blow up and want to grow together as a team. Yeah. That's what, where the label part comes Got in. you. Um, so that's where I um, came up with that idea mm-hmm. for that um, to what, help help local artists get bigger
2: what's the meaning behind cover gold
1: um honestly because that's been
2: a thing for a while yeah and i mean i don't know if you want to name names but as people down at the ut right
1: no nah, uh so well, same buddy that was i was drunk with and came up with the yanti name um originally like back in high school we, we came up with that together um And then me and him just sort of fell off. So uh, he just told me one day that he didn't want to do it or, like, didn't care for it. So that's when I just, I was like, okay, well, I'll run with it, like, whatever. Um, And that's when I just started doing everything solo. Uh, It was probably, like, two or three years ago, I want to say. But I think I just rolled the website out this year. It hasn't even been that long. Yeah. So I'm still slowly working on it, uh, still slowly tweaking it. You'll see some changes every now and then. Um, I have a lot of designs unreleased that uh, I'm actually looking for local um, screen printers that are are willing to work with me, Um, and then that way I can get more product out, and uh, I want to do a, what do you call it, Um, print-on-demand, where they they print up the clothing whenever people order it, or is that what it's called, print-on-demand? I don't know
2: exactly what it's (laughs) called. (laughs) You know what uh, I'm talking yeah, about. yeah. I know what you're talking like about. Where
1: they make the clothing as it's bought, so I don't you don't have to hold on to a bunch of shirts that are just sitting in your closet. Like, I yeah, don't know if they, they
2: can, thing. but we might be able to help you out. I just don't know how, how yeah. that works. The only thing,
0: too, with and that it's cool to kind of talk about clothing because we're starting to get into merch as well, yeah, and it's just super a important. Major thing. Yeah, if you're
1: independent, that's where I mean your the money comes from. That's where a majority of your. Um, payment comes for sure yeah, as far as, I mean, as well as performances and stuff like that. You don't really make your money off your streams. You, mm-hmm. you get your fans off your of streams, mm-hmm. but and yeah, merch is
0: so important. Like, studio. cause you could literally, like, for example, one of my art, uh, one of my artists that I like growing up, and I showed him uh, Fora. Mm-hmm. He literally has like a multi, like five million dollar merch revenue from his uh, clothing brand, Yours nice. Truly. And it's like he makes great music, like fantastic music. Yeah. But the fact that he has you can see his clothing brand and just think, like, "Oh, this is a clothing brand." Mm-hmm. Like, you wouldn't even know it's like connected with him, mm-hmm. and and then for example, like Mike, like he has Stevenson Ranch, like that's a clothing brand. You look at that, it's like this is a dope like hat clothing brand. I don't even know it's related to to Mike, but it's like. He's making money from, like, basically a whole other entity that's, like, a company. Exactly.
1: You know? Exactly. And that's what I want to do with Cut With Gold, where it's not necessarily related to Yanti. Mm-hmm. And, like, I want to eventually get a separate team to do all that. Exactly. But, um, that's why the clothing that I do make, um, I want to start making ones that are, like, you know, independent or, you know, stuff that people can relate to. That no matter whether they know me or not, they can be like, oh, well, I'm independent, or um, mm-hmm. have some other ones too that I can't think of right now, but that you can relate to, like, oh, well, I, you know, I do that, I'm whatever that independent people can relate, not independent, but just
0: that's kind of what we're trying. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what we're trying to do too yeah. with like our clothing, like. Have that be like a funnel like basically someone sees that clothing brand like oh this is dope i like the clothes whatever buy it and then then they're like oh these people make
1: videos like exactly. let me go check that out exactly. vice versa then it just funnels each other exactly you know and just getting multiple streams of mm-hmm. uh, eventually passive income which yeah. is my end game yeah i want to just have different passive different passive income's, incomes coming in finally got my first one from the streaming Hell uh, oh, yeah bro i haven't made a crazy amount but i'm almost at 100 bucks so that's something. that's something bro that's you know
0: me i mean Something you created too, you know what I mean?
1: Off of I don't have to do anything anymore. It's out there, and I didn't realize people are listening to my music on uh, like Title TikTok. I'm getting paid on there too, and then uh, YouTube. I use United Masters, so they distribute it everywhere for me. Um, Okay, I pay them like sixty dollars a year or some shit like that. Mad cheap. Yeah, Um, but uh, honestly, I've I've used a few. I've used Distro too. Uh, They're they're all right, but I would say United Masters is more um, up to date. Um, especially for rappers, I feel like it. Uh, they give you a lot of opportunities, like free opportunities to submit your music for like ESPN and uh, mm. different promotions that they'll do. Um, and it'll say the qualifications and stuff like that, and you just have to submit your song if they like it. And so, uh,
2: is that it. how you got that uh, Netflix thing?
1: Yeah, that's yeah. how I so got I reached out. For okay. that. Yeah, yeah. I, so exactly,
2: that's cool because
0: I've never I've never heard of United Masters, but we had another uh Music group on Tri Mafia And they were saying like a lot of ar- I don't know if they use them but they were just saying like A lot of artists don't Think outside the box like they just like Oh post this these songs everywhere They like reach out to like shows because like they make music that you like you watch like all american like they're on all american like oh, no, that type of music though, yeah
1: I'm actually uh i've been talking with them recently
0: yeah but, the, um, the, tell them I mean, we said hey we yeah, c- connect y'all supposed
1: to be making a song yeah um, they just uh, said i have to have the right marketing of yeah course and have a of good rollout strategy yeah but they said they were down which is really mm-hmm. dope um so i'm looking forward to that i've actually got a producer um working on a beat specifically for them and then i said that i'd uh Basically, I'm, I want to match their their flow or their sound. Or whatever yeah. Because I mean, honestly, I feel like I can ride any beat. Mm-hmm. It's just whatever mood I'm in or however the beat sounds, and I'll, I'll match the beat, basically, Like as far as my sound.
2: That brings me to my second question that I've been one, wanted to ask you. Um, you kind of said it earlier, but have you ever thought about, like, making a lot more music that doesn't have cussing? So, A, you can put it on shows. Um. Yeah. And B, so you have more of a. It's just easier to have a bigger audience from from that. The kids could listen to it. Teenagers listen to it. You can, with your parents and whatnot.
1: So being a father and having a daughter, that's uh, one thing that I definitely thought about. And then um, just thinking like whenever I go to some venues, like uh, I used to go to a lot of open mics because I would just try to perform anywhere I could perform for free. And I would notice some of the venues, you know, it's either a majority Caucasian crowd or, you know, kids are there and stuff like that. And at the time, I only had rap songs, you know, they all had cussing. So I was like, man, uh, you know, I don't really would feel comfortable performing this in front of them. So that's when I made the decision to, you know what, I need to have songs that don't have cuss words that I can perform anywhere for any crowd. And then I can have my songs that I can perform in a club and turn people up to at the same time. So that's why... if you look at my catalog, it's about half and half. Um, so, And I, I know the songs that I can perform in front of any crowd, and then I know the ones that I'll perform at a club and get that shit turned to really yeah. quick.
2: Because I feel like it's a lot harder and takes a lot more skill to write a song without a cuss word exactly. than it is to it write one with a cuss word. It takes more
1: time. Um, and I usually look for a more popular beat. Um, because when I was younger, I used to listen to radio all the time. And I used to... Akon was a big influence yeah. on me. Uh, Kit Cudi was the biggest, but he wasn't on the radio too much. But uh, Akon was on there a lot. And then just all those artists that were coming out at the same time. So the remember, 2000s. It was, yeah, it yeah. was a lot of auto-tune, you know, singing and T-Pain. Like, all that mm. shit. Like, I fell in love with that sound. And just always wanted to make music like that. Um, which it's crazy because majority of my family listen to like, you know, the Southern chopped and screwed uh, mm-hmm. shout out acting bad. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, good, it just, that
2: good. was their time though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause like yeah, even, exactly th- they, they
1: they grew up with that. Even which, then,
2: like Houston rap, like Southern rap, it's just, it's not that anymore.
1: Yeah. But it, it's coming back a little bit. Like, <clears throat> like I said, acting bad, they're doing their thing for sure. Um, uh, there's there's a few of them out there definitely hussing, like uh, Baby Ro- oh, fuck my voice. <coughs> like uh, Baby Rose, P. Killa, EC Main, Young Clean. Uh they, they got a solid team. Uh Mexotic Fresca, I think that's like their management and stuff. Is but. it
0: Mexican OT from Houston too? Uh
1: yeah. He yeah. was actually so I'll be uh, performing on the bricks this Saturday. Okay. Uh, which the Mexican OT yeah uh, just performed on. Yeah. Uh, I'm doing like like that on there. Mm-hmm. So yeah they had me uh, send them four or five songs and they're like if we like one then we'll reach out to you and they liked like that which is ironic but yeah so I'll be performing that one this Saturday uh, 1 p.m. so that will be dope be it's fire. gonna be a fire opportunity to have that on there and check, yeah so. yeah Cause, cool. uh, I was gonna say cuz
2: you know David uh, Lokai, David Redman David uh, you I know a few days. Well, he went. He, he worked at Top Golf with this uh, skinny with the skinny
1: little tall, dreads. He tall.
2: always hung out. He hangs out Mike D. Okay.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah, he 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 makes music that doesn't oh, have Kuna, cuss words. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 He, so, he, he yeah. He's with yeah, the yeah. with the Oscar yeah, Blues. Yeah. Uh, uh, met him at Oscar Blues. Yeah. Um, so all yeah, his music no cussing, but great, he music. makes phenomenal music. Yeah, he's amazing. really good. Yeah, I
1: told him actually in person uh, because he usually mixes over there for them at Oscar. And I was like, hey man, I just want you to know, you make amazing music. Like if you had the right marketing and like music videos and stuff, you could probably like do it. For sure. But he definitely makes great music. Mm -hmm. Um, I just, I feel that's where Cut With Gold would come in. Like I want to help artists like that, that may not have the funds at the time or the opportunity. Well, maybe I have a little extra money and I can get you. I have a studio, you know, that Mm -hmm. you can record for free and I can put a little marketing behind Mm -hmm. it. And if you're willing to work and put the time in, then let's make some money together Mm -hmm. and grow, you know? well, I what were we gonna ask? A lot of
2: points. I wasn't really gonna
0: ask anything. Um, just, uh, mainly since too, like, talking about like helping artists. Like you talked about making a team. You have cut with go with golds and you know trying to build up your team, your label. Yeah. We talk about it all the time, and just the artists in Austin. Like we ask this question with everyone. Like, why is the scene here like not together. big? And and it's like they gotta work together. And even for us, like since we've interviewed so many artists, and we like have naturally friends that make music that we're really close with whenever we opened up a studio like one of my best friends came in he uh mixed masters produces all his own music and he he and he makes good music too but he also is getting to the point in his life to where he just wants to help people like with their music he just wants to make money from the music in whatever way possible that's you know uh being like you know the tool to help somebody make the music and he's like takes a step back from his own artistry exactly. he's cool with that so whenever we do get a a spot, and the uh, you know, by next year, yep. we plan on opening up a studio there, and basically just like having that as a home for people we know, and even artists that we continue to meet, just for them yep. to work out of. And we plan on you know, putting state of the art equipment there, having all the resources there, and like since we know what to do with content, we have cameras and stuff, exactly. making the content too, because it's just
1: a lot of people don't know it's like not what used. It all takes yeah quality content, uh-huh, uh-huh. you know, how to shoot a video and do a little editing, but mm-hmm. there's marketing behind it, mm-hmm. and I, like I said, quality, that's that's a big thing, mm-hmm. too, um, but yeah, I don't, I'm not sure why the scene's like that, but that's why I just started doing everything myself, and like mm-hmm. I said, stop paying for studio time, because <clears throat> unfortunately, everyone just wants money from you, so that they can do their own thing, but then they're not doing anything with their own thing, mm-hmm. and everyone, just no one wants to see anyone else win, mm-hmm. so, that's why I, I, it's, it's good to have a solid team around you.
2: Would you ever sure. go back to a studio?
1: I, uh, if it was a professional, like a good studio where people I trust recommend it, um, I've always wanted to because honestly, I've I've never recorded in like a real professional studio where there's like a mixing board and stuff like that. Um, everything I do is myself. Um, the studios I did record in were like at people's houses and yeah. you know, like mm-hmm. studios. So. I'd definitely be down because then I could actually work with an engineer. That's the part I hate about doing it myself is having to, you know, stop what I'm doing, mix, okay, adjust some mm-hmm. stuff. Okay, does this sound good? Does that sound good? Okay, okay, now i got to go back and spit some more bars or do my hook or do my ad-libs or whatever I have to do. It's annoying having to go back and forth, um, which is why I reached out to DB too and he reached out to me and um, hopefully he can be that person for me to help me out and we can start growing and I can start growing Cut With Gold as a team. Um Take a little bit of stress off of my shoulders as far as making the songs, and then also helping him make money at the same time, and helping the team make money once it gets bigger and bigger.
2: Yeah, because I wasn't yeah. gonna say um, I've mentioned it to you before, but <clears throat> the one of the guys that we had on, uh, Frankie, he uh, he works at Life Sound Studio, and Sounds familiar. well, I've mm-hmm. told you about it before. Okay, yeah, um, but they always have like a lot of YSL with. Was there for like South by and like Big X. The plug was there. They have like bigger artists there. Mm -hmm. And then one of the their head engineers, like eight time Grammy winner or something like that. Mm -hmm. But they're they're what you want. Yeah. Yeah. And then I've I've
0: and they're and since we have a connection with them too, like we can help you get in there and like you know get get something going. Cause I mean. That'd be dope he well. he, even like us talking to him cause he's the GM there and that's actually where we're going next week to shoot a bunch of pods with oh, some yeah. of his artists and stuff. Oh, yeah. And, um, just like when we walked in there the first time, it's just like what you want from a studio, very clean, very dope ambiance. You got your chairs and stuff. And then you got like the professional equipment, you go into the, the, the recording room, you know, you can't even hear in there. It's like what you want. And it, it's like strictly business and it's not like the mom and pop, like, Oh, like, and there's nothing wrong with like going to someone's house and recording, yeah, but, but it's like it's at the same awesome. time, if you're going to pay money, like why not go somewhere that's going to have what you need and the resources too because I feel like there's people probably charging what they would charge they, for just like a at-home yeah. studio because they just want to make the money. And meanwhile, this is a studio that could well-charged way more and, and they're not your sound to the next. you know level. what i mean yeah. But
2: yeah but they're all about like helping people grow because there's another thing that they said that they help artists with well i don't remember what it was called, uh, it's
0: though. called the uh, epk which EPK. stands for electronic press Kit. You all, you've I've, heard of that
1: I've, I've seen that um i haven't looked too much into you it you said I've, that's
2: like a big thing a lot of artists here and a lot of artists in general don't have and that's like one of the biggest things to help you grow and they help you because it's basically like cuz he was like companies don't go to like your instagrams or your twitters or any of that's yeah, like look sure how big you are like they look up. at your epk and that's basically like it's your like instagram a yeah okay and he helps like they help artists there like build that hmm. um but um yeah and that's it's, the thing i, I it's, need coaching like yeah. that and
1: i teach myself everything cuz so what i
2: was right. going to say was I, I, from the outside looking in at the beginning i i uh, just the vibe I mean, I could be 100% wrong But just the vibe I got from you Was like um, I guess you weren't open-minded About like A lot of things
1: At, Like when I first started Yeah Yeah, like, oh, yeah, no, I yeah, was like a, you I didn't want a, help
2: You thought you knew it all yeah, Or whatever the case a, was I was a fucking dick Because um, even then When I told you about Life Sound, You wouldn't like Give it a chance Yeah Um, But that was also Going to say is like with you trying to do a couple well, gold, you just kinda see that you kinda have to with anything you do, you like you need a team, you can't do it all by yeah. yourself. I mean, you
1: need a solid team. And the thing with that, um, it was I'm glad you mentioned it. it, was just being around the wrong people, you know, being around cocky people and wrong situations, getting put into bad situations because of it and yeah, it turned me into a person that I wasn't and unfortunately it reflected in my music and that's why I mean, I'm not going to lie. I made trash-ass music when I first started. I mean, everybody does. Yeah. It's just part of it. If, if you part can't admit it, it yeah, yeah, then you're not growing. Like yeah. If you I can't mean,
0: admit it, that's it. even like us with the content. Like, it wasn't where it is now. And then obviously, you can keep improving. Like, on the last podcast, like, I had a little hiccup in the conversation. And it's like, Carl's business partner gives you coaching. It's like, you got to take the coaching and apply it. Because if you don't exactly. apply it, you're not trying to grow exactly. or be great with it. And speaking of which, I just pulled up. Guess, we're gonna have on the future her electronic press kit, and basically, like, just to kind of give you an example of like what it is, I'll show you too, just so you can look. But it's like, yeah, so it's like basically, it's basically like it has like your, yeah, so you have like your stream numbers, like your biggest songs, your biggest guests, like whatever that is. Then you keep going down, you have like your social media reach, and like for hers, it's it's from like June and it's like live tracked, and then it has her contact information. And when she and what's cool too, um, so when she messaged us, she was like. Hey, like, I love what y'all are doing. I love an interview. Yeah. And then uh, she was like, I'll send you my EPK. And it was cool because we had, we knew what that was because of, you know, meeting Frankie. But you've never seen But it. I've never seen, seen one. And know. then now we have, like, an example dope. of, like, what yeah, one looks like. So whenever you get the time, like, it's very important. I mean, it's essentially like a pitch deck for artists. Because, I mean, we've talked about making a pitch deck for the company. And you need, like, stuff like that with data, which what's, what's being tracked, like, all that stuff if you're really trying to get into certain doors. Because yeah. you show up to somebody... Even if you don't have the sound they're looking for, or like you're not making the music, like they want to listen to, if you show up with these numbers and like you're serious about like yourself, somebody's gonna give you a chance just because, yeah. like, oh, damn, he came prepared, like, with numbers and um, he's marketing and branding himself. So exactly. definitely, like, to you and any artist listening, like, get on that EPK. Like, that, that, yeah, I feel it's like that's very professional. Very professional. Like, no, look,
1: people want to see profession. Nice. Yeah, 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 I can definitely agree that. I look yeah. nice and shit. So, uh, can anybody make that, or how does that work? Do y'all know? I don't pretty, know if there. I'm,
2: sure. I'm sure there is a strategic way to do it. Yeah, that's which is that's. What the, all I, I don't know. know. I don't know yeah. what what all mm-hmm. goes into it. I don't know. I'm sure anybody can do it, but I'm yeah. sure there's also like a. Yeah, it's just like content. Like yeah, anybody could do content, but there's a there's strategic a way, way to like go about, about it, posting algorithm, all that good stuff. Yeah, I'm sure. There's like a
0: strategic way strategic to do that. way to do it. I feel like if you have those three things, like your main songs, your stream numbers, your social media reach, and then like. A business card type you know contact thing at the end i feel like that's all you need that, you know
1: that reminds me of um, what we were talking about the other day the uh what are they called like the dot cards and stuff like mm-hmm. that where it has all your information I, i've been thinking about getting one of those lately because i mean it's a lot easier to Like um, Tribe actually gave me some advice Mm -hmm. whenever we were messing with each other on Instagram Mm -hmm. because I asked them, um, I was interested, You know how did y'all go about getting more shows and stuff like that and uh, they said it's, people get sent music every day on the internet but it's different when you show up in person and they meet you and then they buy with you in person which is honestly how I got all my opportunities that I'm getting now is because I went out to events Mm -hmm. and met people in person and stuff like that. So it's just all about getting out there and. Showing people who you are, you know, and just being genuine, being yourself. Don't try to be someone that Mm -hmm. you're not. You know, that's uh, that's one thing that I made the mistake when I was younger. Um, But now it took me a few years, but comfortable with who who I am and where
2: I'm at. How has it been for you? Because it's like you. It's been like a. Because CJ asked me yesterday, he was like, he's, uh, because he follows you, and he was like, he's been uh, going. Pretty serious now It was like Like a year right I was like yeah About a year A year and a half But before that Like you would do music And and I never took you serious Because it's hard for me To take people serious I take myself Um, Just because it's like People do it Then they stop Mm -hmm. And then do it Then they stop But they'll do it And And just stop completely And that's with anything Yeah, And I didn't really Take you serious And then like Once you started Obviously You could tell When I started Taking you serious Because I started Like telling you stuff But how has it been Like ever since You got serious how's this whole thing been for you because you just you've gained a lot of traction pretty fast and especially for people who like who've been doing it a while because there's people who've been doing it a while and haven't made a dime on spotify but so like how's this all like been for you
1: so i mean obviously it feels great seeing all the growth and stuff like that um like you said i started taking it seriously probably about a year ago um back when I, I made a little EP for SoundCloud. That was back when I was only using SoundCloud still to distribute my music. Um, and uh, I started um, promoting my Instagram more and uh, just looking for ways to get more followers and stuff like that, and then just reaching out to people on different venues. Uh, there's this um, one DJ out in L.A. that uh, helped me learn how to like market my music and stuff like that. Um, I mean, nothing's free. Of course, um, mm-hmm. you're not gonna invest in yourself. People aren't gonna invest in you. Um, but so I put a little bit of money. I've always been putting a little bit of money. I save like probably at least two fifty a month to put towards my music, whether mm-hmm. it's marketing or whether it's um, uh, used to have to pay for studio time. And now I don't have to worry about that. So most of the time, it's just marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I make sure I dedicate a certain amount every month to grow somehow i would like to see my instagram like my ad insights whenever i see the numbers slowly going up like that makes me feel good and i know people are watching so now it's at the point okay how do i get all of them to hit the follow button now because Mm -hmm. they're looking at my page so now that's where i'm at that point where Mm -hmm. i'm at that marketing.
2: we might have another way to help you yeah um It's, it's like like
0: three hundred something, like three eighty or four hundred, but yeah, it's we like might you have, you have it for you. six months. Hey, if they're
1: taking, yeah, if they're taking work off of my hands where I don't have to be on my phone all the time marketing my own shit, then that is well worth it. Yeah, yeah. we
2: might have a we might have a way to so, help you, yeah. um, but um so.
1: There's also a lot of scammers out there. Sorry to cut you off. There's a lot wow. of scammers. A ton, bro. Be careful. Very. They hit you up on Instagram and they... Just, <laughs> bro. Just, just, just look into them. Don't go sending anybody money and don't get bot plays. I've been played and gotten bot plays, but as long as you have your artists for Spotify and you track your stuff and you see, you're like, okay, well, they're not legit. Cut them off. Block them, but... I didn't just, know that just, was a thing. Just do, do your research. Yeah, no. there's. People. I mean, I knew
2: like bot plays was a thing, but I didn't know like it showed on Spotify yeah, and you so know, like block if, and whatnot.
1: If, if they ever, yeah, it'll show you. So your plays will spike really quick. You'll get like 2,000 plays in one day and then you'll get nothing for the next like week or so. That's how you know. What it, does that you know? do for them? It's bots. It, they charge you. So they, if anyone ever hits you up and they say that they can guarantee you a certain amount of streams, it's bullshit. It's bots. You can't guarantee you can't okay. guarantee somebody amount of shit. Okay, okay, so they'll okay. slide in your DMs and be like, Hey bro, uh, forty bucks, I'll get you um, forty thousand streams on Spotify, blah, blah. And if you don't know and you don't do the research mm-hmm. and forty bucks, you think you're doing good, oh yeah, but then when it comes time for you to get your royalties, well all these plays are coming from India or, you know, somewhere that doesn't pay any royalties really, then you get like a dollar and you're like, What the fuck's going on? Like, I also feel you know, like that, that doing
0: that type of stuff like fucks you up your account. Because, yeah, yeah. like, it's not, it's like no organic growth. And I feel like these Instagram, YouTube, whatever it is, like the system recognizes
1: that. And I feel like they kind of block your content, if that makes sense. Like, you get shadow blocked. Yeah, shadow ban That's yeah, what they call yeah. it. Um, and unfortunately, they find ways around it. And, now, nowadays, I notice that they'll they'll make their Instagrams look real professional, but mm-hmm. then they'll still hit you up and try to do some shady stuff. But if you look at their Instagram mm-hmm. page, it doesn't promote any of that. Our shit
0: goes straight to the to the spam, bro. Like I don't know, like I didn't do anything for our, our account, but I think ever since we changed it to like a really professional business account, like Instagram auto filters it for you.
1: So, so, um, mine did that too, like where your Uh content isn't showing to everybody. Uh Like, and yeah, that happened to me for like a week and I was like, what the fuck? Like, what Mm -hmm. am I doing wrong? Like, blah, blah and i googled it and so i think it is a shadow ban i don't know it randomly happens sometimes Mm -hmm. um so what you do is you uninstall the app Mm -hmm. um wait like i waited like a day day and a half and then i reinstalled it and then re-logged in Mm -hmm. and then after that i my traction was right back to normal
2: well he's talking about people like kidding you up oh people yeah yeah,
1: it would go straight
0: to the spam so like when people dm you and they're like hey for example people dm us like (coughs) hey like uh want to do your short form or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, it goes straight to the spam. Like if I go check, like my spam, I'll see like 20 messages of like kind of rinse and repeat same yeah. messages, yeah, they but say, like all, they all like say the same shit, real man. organic, like real people or even like new followers that mm-hmm. they'll like actually go to our inbox. So then like when they go there, it's like, Oh, these people are, you know, actually trying to work and they're real. They're not like just
1: somebody trying to make quick buck or some robot online. Yeah, Yeah. yeah so that's, that's smart to have that mm-hmm. filter. I need to turn that on then because I'd be getting a shit ton of spam. Mm-hmm. That's what messes up my account or messed it up that one mm-hmm. time or I was getting so much spam and then I would have like spam comments and shit. So I had to uninstall the app and then fix the problem mm-hmm. after that to where everything's all legit and I don't have to worry about all that fake bot shit.
2: So, so what advice do you have for just up and coming artists or people who just want to start? Making music? Uh,
1: main thing, just realize it costs money. Like, if you really want to take it serious, like, it is going to cost you money. Uh, invest in yourself, just making sure you don't invest into the wrong people or to the wrong things. Do your research. Um, I'm a big person on research. Um, as far as preaching, like, you know, if you want to know something about it, then YouTube it. You can learn anything on YouTube nowadays. Mm-hmm. So, uh, marketing, everything like that, like, just. Just wanna learn and be willing to invest money into the right sources, of course. Um, But just know that you're gonna have to invest in yourself. Um, Unfortunately, nothing comes free. It'd be awesome if we could just make songs and get paid off it and not have to worry about bills, but that's not how it works. I'd say just invest in yourself, save up, put money to the side, um, and just consistency, I feel like is key with anything. Mm Um, whenever you are in that zone or mode to make music, make sure that you do, if you have the resources, of course. Um, Even if you can't, you don't have a studio or something, do a voice memo or something just so Mm -hmm. you remember that because it's real easy to lose that thought. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had that happen where I'm like, oh, shit, I have a good idea. This Mm -hmm. is going to sound good. And then I get in front of the mic because it's like a week later and I'm like and it's not coming out the same. Like, I'm just looking at my lyrics and so mm, do the
0: little melodies and yeah, like the vocal. melodies aren't the same. I'm yeah. not doing it
1: the same as I was at the time because uh-huh. I was hearing it a different way or saying a different way, I, whatever may be the case. So I'm, uh, definitely use my voice memos and my notes a lot because I have a shitty memory. Um, from, oh, I know. Probably from smoking. Yeah. More than that. Uh, yeah, yeah. More than years, that. Years, years catching up with me. Yeah, more uh, than but, that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, shitty shitty memory. That's that's a well-known thing. So,
2: I'll, this motherfucker, like, same thing five different times.
1: I was like, hey, bro, what are you doing this weekend? I'm in Dallas. I was like, hey, oh, I oh, oh shit, I forgot. Oh, shit, I forgot. <laughs> I'm like, bro, I done told you. I'm, I'm, <laughs> life has been going fast lately, man. I'm I'd be forgetting things. Yeah, it's, it's good. just like whenever I want to like do something or hit someone up, then mm-hmm. I'll send you a bunch of messages at once, just mm-hmm. because I know I'll probably be busy later. That's good and, though. Yeah, so yeah. I just want to get everything off my mind right then and there, uh-huh. and then whenever you have time, you uh-huh. can read all of it and get back to me. Yeah, so. I
0: have friends like that that, you know, even like friends I'm trying to do business with, like same thing. Like they're just they're just busy. Everyone's <laughs> busy, so I feel like to now, like, and then obviously, like, you're a father, so, like, your yeah. responsibilities are completely different from yeah. people that don't have children, exactly. and, um, I guess, haven't even really talked about that a whole lot, like, I guess, um, how's that been for you? As far as being a father? Yeah, and just, oh, like, with, great. like,
1: music yeah. and all that stuff in your career? Um, I mean, that's, I don't know if I already said it earlier, Uh but it's one of the main things that got me to start making uh, more music Uh without cuss words. Gotcha. Um, But as far as becoming a dad, Mm -hmm. that's what changed my whole perspective on life Mm -hmm. and stop being such an asshole and, like, being more grateful for stuff and just being appreciative and just stop blaming others and just, you know, you're the only one that you can blame. At the end of the day, you got to be able to look yourself in the mirror and be like, okay, like, why is my life going the way it is? Mm -hmm. Like, and how can I fix it? That's the thing. Like... Mm -hmm. So that's one thing that my daughter did for me, for sure, is uh, maybe become a man, I guess. Mm-hmm. I guess accountable. Out, Holding I yourself accountable? Exactly. There's, a, there's the a lot of things I'm that happen, to. Yep.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of things that happen, too, that, like, mature you in a way. Like, yeah. And it's always, like, some, some life-changing event, you know? Yep. It's, like, getting married, mm-hmm. getting in a serious relationship, having children, like, all that stuff. It's, like, all right, now I got it. Like, what? Like, came in i mentioned him a few times on this podcast like he just had his son and he and like me and him been talking he was just like dude i'm more motivated to, than ever to get really working and stuff and like being really intentional in my time because he was like it's not just me and my girl it's like me my girl and my son now like i got to provide yep. and you know change his life you exactly. know so and i think I'll, yeah that's important
1: that's the thing right there is i don't want my daughter to have to worry about working or mm-hmm. anything whenever she gets to my age um Kind of like how my dad did for me, and I feel like every good parent mm-hmm. should do for their kids. Yep. And that's when you get to the point where you got a rich family because you keep on building up, building up. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah, that's the end game.
2: Yeah. Uh, one of the last two things for me: one, how do you get the uh, music scene in Austin to come together and work with each other? Because there's a there is a lot of talent here. Yeah. But like you said, nobody wants to work with each other. Yep. But people just kind of have to realize that like you have to work with each like no, no matter what you do, you have to work with each other, do. because at the end of the day, you don't know who they know and they don't know who you know, and then if it is for music, you do a song with them, you gain fans from their fan base, they do a song with you, they gain fans from your fan exactly. base, and you're just helping each other grow exactly but so how do you like get them just to come together and just <clears throat> do I, it
1: I feel like just um giving more opportunities to local artists, I guess, if they're willing, like maybe finding out ways to host free events, or like for them, not free for the public, but you know, free for an artist to perform at, um, kind of like Mike D does with Oscar Blue, mm-hmm. um, but making it bigger somehow, maybe somewhere downtown to where artists are more willing to come together, and, you know, mm-hmm. just, you just gotta get them together in the same place, and it has to be a good vibe. You mm-hmm. don't want it to be, a bad environment or you know ghetto environment um Mm -hmm. something where bad things can happen for no reason um you want a good vibe and just be able to get good people together that are willing to work and i think i mean it's a hard thing to do in this city i've thought about that a lot um that's why i'm trying with the cut with gold thing he's honestly one of the first ones db as far as producers that's actually like yeah i'm willing to Mm -hmm. like work um and grow as a team.
2: Well, it's it's just hard because it's a little bit different. Because he's he's from Houston area. Yep. They all help each other out. Yep. You got Atlanta. That's they like all a, help like each a, other back out. Back in bed. Like yeah. If, uh,
1: you look at my Instagram on one of my last poster stories. They're all shouting each other out, and they, you need a team like that. And that's yeah, but like y- you
2: see, you see like the 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 um, cities that are already made. And they're made for a reason because everybody just comes together and help each other out and put each other on. And then they get back. But I was going to ask this earlier, but I guess now's a a better time. Then how do you go about saying no to people when they ask to do a song with you or if you want to get on their song? Because you can't say yes to everybody uh, just because it has to make sense, especially like the more uh, in your career that you grow. Yeah. And you just can't say yes to everybody.
1: Exactly. And then after a point, I mean, it, the verses aren't free anymore. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I guess you just got to, for me, I would, because I've had artists, obviously, that hit me up and ask for features and stuff like that. The first thing I do is I go and look at your social media, see like if you're posting every day, if you're actually trying how the quality is in your music and stuff like that. And if I see that you're trying to put the work in, maybe I don't care about the followers. Um, maybe you only have like 80, 60 followers. But if I see you got good content and you're working your ass off, then... Um, sorry, I just went blank for a second. No,
2: I mean, that's just kind of how I am because I mean, we said it in the Matt Choi podcast. I've always said, oh yeah, if you yes, have... No. Five followers, 500, 5,000, yeah, 5 million, yes. whatever. If I see you putting in the work and I see you doing it and you're consistent, I'm going to give you the time of day to come on my
1: platform exactly. and speak with whatever you're doing. Because yeah, there's a lot of accounts out there with fucking 50 60,000 followers, but they have two posts and they're, they're fake followers. You know? mm-hmm. So um, I just look for legitimacy and then a good vibe, Mm -hmm. like, and then, um, I'll message you or, you know, just try to make a casual conversation with you, not about the business. And Mm -hmm. if you just keep asking me like about money or, you know, stuff like that, then I will block you or just won't respond. But if you can have a good conversation with me, then I'll start opening up that door to, okay, well, I can send you an open verse. I've got beats for days in my phone and on my laptop. I mean, I probably have enough beats to make like five or six projects. I just, I want to I want to like I said find the right people to work with and then work on those beats with them and then obviously save some for myself but I've got a catalog of beats ready for when I do find those right people. So Yeah,
0: relationships are so important. I mean Yeah. That's part of the reason why we've been able to get some of the guests we've had on just from meeting them and them seeing like what we're doing and just kind of like, you know, just being super genuine yep. off-rip. If you're super genuine with someone off-rip then you start talking about what you do or they start asking you what you do and then they're like, oh, okay, like everyone is normally willing to help someone out that they have like a real personal connection with. And a lot of the times, at least in just content space in general, music or what like what we're trying to do, like there's a lot of stuff that's very like transactional. Like people are just like, what can you do for me? Exactly. And then what can I offer in return instead mm-hmm. of it being like, no, this person is dope. I fuck with them and who they are. I'm just gonna work with them. Yep. And Whatever happens from it happens, yeah. but at least we're doing something dope and it's, you know, it could benefit both of us. And I feel yeah. like that's just how stuff has to be looked at. I mean, exactly. even with the Austin music scene, like... Um, no, no artist here has besides like a few like Quinn F N, and then like you had Noah North back in the Gap that were like doing as as all there, right, there's, there's yeah. No, there's no but there's no trade, like, there's no, there's no like, there's stuff, like, there's not even like a there's no C list C list artist here. Yeah,
1: but as far as awesome, yeah. that's one thing that I've told like the old group of people that I hung out with like. I want us to be on that level. Yeah. And they never understood that. They're like, oh, well, what's wrong with just being local? i like, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. If that's what you want. If that's what you want. Yeah. Exactly. But I just always had that mindset where, like, I see Drake performing on stage or something. I'm like, selling out hey, arenas. That, like that. That could be me right there. Like, yeah. I just always felt like that, like in my heart. Like, mm-hmm. I could do that shit. And just
0: like, making generational, yeah. like, money. Like, Exactly. Drake's generations of kids, four or five generations of kids will never have to do anything yeah, because yeah, of exactly. his catalog it's and just, the royalties he will continue to make.
1: Like it's just a different, you know, it's a different gap. in money. yeah, like yeah, you can still have fun and make music locally and still make a living, mm-hmm. but. It's a different living that mm-hmm. I've just always seen myself at. And I think that's, too,
0: what we've had to realize, too. Like, a lot of people's, like, dreams and visions aren't, like, aligned. So, yeah. like, that's if you're, you're working it. with people like that and they're not trying to elevate <laughs> together or with you, if you're, like, you know, trying to get to a certain place or even if people, your peers are, yep. you know, trying to get to a certain place, it's, like, I use it as motivation. Like, I we have some friends that are, like, doing the damn thing with, the, you know, their businesses or whatever they do content creation-wise, and it's, like we're striving to get there too. Yeah. So like at least in a sense, if you're, if you're really trying to, you know, change your life, that should just only motivate you instead of just being like, oh, no, nah, we're doing enough, you know, like, yep. exactly. you know, just it obviously just depends on what you want. But I, I definitely think that's like important and, you know, surround your, surrounding yourself with the right, you know, people in your corner. Also too, speaking on the artists from here, I just think like Austin just needs at least one person that is, like, popping, and I think and people just got to, like, help him or her and funnel that person because I feel like there's a lot of, like, crabs in a bucket or gatekeeping. It's like, oh, like, nah, fuck that. Like, they're not going to make it out before me, so I'm not going to, like, help promote them. Like, I feel like show that love. Like, if you see someone, like, blowing up and you know they have potential and they have, like, 50K, 100K, and they're really starting to pop off, like, share their stuff, try to collab with them, work with them, and then... Because all it takes is that one artist, like he says, like we get a Travis Scott or something from Austin, then more people are going to pay attention to the city. Mm-hmm. They're going to be like, this person came from here. What else is here?
1: Exactly. You know? I mean, like, look at No Jumper. I mm-hmm. mean, they were interviewing like X and all them mm-hmm. before they blew up. Mm-hmm. You never know who. Exactly. The artists that y'all get on. I mean, yeah. I've seen them, they're great talent. Yeah. Um, you never know who's going to blow up, and it can take any day mm-hmm. as long as they're putting the work in. But, Every,
2: everything comes back full circle. Yeah. Literally. Yeah, you know, just. Did it just stems from just being a good person man
1: yeah. just being a good person and just you do good to the world the world will do good, do good back to you yeah so um, that's one thing I've been trying to focus on you have anything? yeah I have one more Go ahead.
0: Um, so you mentioned kick cut earlier yeah. but who would be three artists or producers you'd want to work with in the future Let's you can do a separate list for both too if you want
1: okay if it's artists definitely kick cutty for sure that was, it's always been my favorite artist, still is. Uh, Kendrick Lamar, just because, I mean, that man's never put out a bad project. Um, and I'm sure that'd be a great brain to pick. Um, trying to think of someone newer coming up. Hmm. It's a tough one. Who would be my third one? Maybe J. Cole. My guy. So Kendrick, Kit Cuddy, mm-hmm. and J. Cole. Yeah, that's going to be my three artists. Oh, yeah. Producers, I'd have to go Metro for sure. Um, what's the dude's ATO, Jacob? Mm-hmm. Fuck with his sound. And then um, there's another um, producer over there that I can't think of. They have a lot of dope producers. Yeah, over there. Atlanta. yeah, 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 yeah. Atlanta. Atlanta producers. They're running for it sure. for sure. Yeah, no, they're running that <laughs> shit. They started that shit like, yeah. for sure.
2: What is, I guess, I mean, he's not really a. I mean, he's a producer in a different world, but what does, like, Colt Bennett count as? Colt Bennett is just, like, a
0: creative director. Yeah, but, like, he's, I guess that be a creative director. Like he's, like, he's, like, the definition of a creative director. Like, not only, like, with the music videos, but, like, just really bridging the gap of, like... Like, Colbin Bennett is so hard to explain because he's, like, someone that is, like, our age, but he brought music videos back to the forefront, and he also yeah. still puts on, like... Artists you've never even heard of, Is that
1: like Juice World and all that. Yeah, shit? that's honestly how I found out about Uzi. Is when I saw that's that. how Uzi got big. Was Is that was it? Cole Bennett. Yeah,
2: that's how a lot of people got. He didn't do big. a music video. Well, hey, that's not. I mean, I that's not how he got big. I think Uzi got big off of SoundCloud. So basically, yeah, so, SoundCloud uh, blew a lot. Of Uzi, them out too. So Uzi and Cole Bennett. That was gonna be the first lyrical lemonade festival, right? Yeah. So
0: he basically like he wanted to. Cole Bennett's always like. Wanted to not only do music videos, he he's wanted to throw shows, festivals, do yeah. the whole hold the whole deal. Yeah. He booked a venue in Chicago for eight grand. That's all the money he had. Just booked it at the time. Lil Uzi wasn't super big yet. Hits him up on like Instagram or whatever, some social media, and it's like, "Hey, I got this venue. Um, could you perform here?" Uzi says yes. Literally, a month later, I don't know what song came out. It might have been, like, P's and Q's. It was, it was one of those P's songs P's early, but it like he, like, blew up, like, went crazy, P's and, was and the then, like, Cole's that. able to sell it out. And then, since then, that kind of helped Cole's career, plus, you know, him collabing with, like, people like oh, Famous there. Dex and, uh, like, yeah. shout um, and then, like, oh, with Juice well. World, like, they helped each other like Cole Bennett makes these amazing videos from Juice World, and Juice World's makes blowing up as well, so like they're so they, they coexisting, you know. I think, rest in peace, Juice yeah. There. So, people like that, I think, are really important and slept on. Like, one of my friends, uh, Ralph Canono, he's like really, really good with music videos and makes like very high end music videos. I told you about him, too, yeah. That's
2: yeah, that's the one he's just uh, I think can't message him, but he's just a busy dude. He's from Austin, no, that's the one that, that you wanted Lubbock. a music video from because he said ah, he wanted a okay. uh, uh, do the new yeah, artists yeah, and music. yeah. So oh, he, gosh. yeah, so
0: he's basically like, cause he, he he actually knows Cole Bennett too, and he's been so, trying to do uh, he'd be badass. he's trying to like go in that direction. Like he's worked with artists <laughs> and made videos from them, but he's trying to like brand himself and like work with artists and people's music that he likes. Gotcha. So I've always sent him stuff, and he's we're just trying to plan it to where he can come to Austin for like a month, damn near, and like just yeah, work with people so and shoot. Were not yeah, just shoot because like, cause it, like he's nice yeah. So. I just think people like that are key, man. Like, we need more people like that. And, you know, everyone has – it's important to have the producers, the artists, the engineers, mm-hmm. the creative mm-hmm. directors, and then, like, manage, even stuff like this, like sh- like shows and yeah. stuff to yeah. voice all and all talk. The, like, man, everything man, has man, to coexist to really, like, make everything work. Because without something, then, you know, that area could be lacking in it. Yeah.
1: In a sense. One so. missing piece. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's with any business. Mm-hmm. You're missing one, one of your pieces. Like let's say a restaurant, your server or your cook or something like mm-hmm. that. And mm-hmm. that with any business. Man.
2: Last right. but not least, um, what are your personal goals, company goals, and music goals for
1: the rest of the year? So for the rest of the year, um, I've been talking with the A and R that I met from a show that I performed at in Houston about a month ago. Uh, his name's Scott Morris, um, but I'm supposed to be performing in at Atlanta in September, um, and then next year April in New York, and then uh, Dallas in August coming up. Uh, I'll be performing, um, I think it's the last Sunday of the month, or the one right before that. Um, so I've got some shows coming up, and then obviously just looking into getting more shows um, and then making more consistent money off of my streams. Um, which I've been seeing go up and up every month, so that's good. And uh, just the end goal, of course, is to just make music and do shows and not have to work a nine-to-five. Just This is what I love to do and what I'd like to do every day and just focus on that So mm. and build a team at the same time.
2: Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, that's all it's about. Yeah. Um, before we hit us off, do you have any shout-outs you want to give or anything for us?
1: Uh, I mean shout out to the acting bad group I already shouted them out uh, EC Maine he's the person who gave me my first shot uh, to perform for him and YC uh, that's young clean um, so shout out to them for sure um, shout out to Carte for teaching me a bunch of stuff he's a dope engineer here in Austin um, shout out DB he's a local producer here he came through with me um, and shout out Antonio too. He's an upcoming DJ uh, Real good friend of mine uh, but That's pretty much it for shout outs Shout out to God Always Always pay mm-hmm. oh, yeah. yeah. respects right. Yeah
2: um, We'll have all his description down below on How It Is um, Go give him a listen Go give him follow All that good stuff On YouTube On Spotify On Apple Music All that good stuff Go run it up Peace family We take care of family around here But that'll do it For another episode of Opinionated We'll catch y'all guys next time Peace Peace
1: Back in different cities, bust out bitches, bone out kidneys, bootin'